the first year after having a baby, I never worried about anything. Like I nursed them, I took care of them, and my body was just gonna do what it was gonna do that first year. I wasn't gonna stress about it. And then the next year, I was like, okay, maybe I need to start tuning in and trying to be better, and I did. And then, then we come to the third year, and I'm like, okay, maybe something's really wrong with me. Go to the doctor, why do I feel like this? Everything's fine with you. So then I'm like, it is what it is. So then I start thinking, you know, I've, I've got those extra 20 pounds and everybody's like, you know, you don't need to lose weight, you're fine, you look good, you're healthy, you work out, like, why are you stressing about it? But I'm like, because I know I don't feel right. Welcome back to the Building Better People podcast. This is your host, Charlie Lima. Thanks for tuning in today. I have Amy McCoy on the podcast. This is her second podcast. Amy's lost 17 pounds in six weeks and 7.6% body fat. You're gonna love hearing her story. Enjoy. So Amy, I brought you in. Thank you for coming in. Um, because you know, I, I saw you the other day. You had just kind of wrapped up your six week challenge when, with Gus. And you had, I could tell, like you, it was drastic transformation in my eyes. Like, and I don't wanna say that necessarily like you were in this like not good place, but I right. just, I could tell immediately that wow, you you really had success and great results. So I want to rewind though and really ask to you kind of why did you sign up for the six-week challenge? Where have you been in your fitness journey probably in the last, we'll call it month, two months, six months, or even since JW was born and you had your fourth child? Mm -hmm. So give me kind of that answer. So, you know, with each, and this is kind of what I talked about with Gus when I started the six-week challenge, was with each child that I had, and, you know, I could sort of bounce back. I had my big, like, weight loss moment after college, you know, after we got married, but still a good three to four years before I had my first child. So, you know, I gained weight with Jackson and then lose it. There's that little extra five pounds that want to hang on and, you know, whatever, who cares. And then I have Natalie and then same thing, like gain weight with her, but can pretty much lose it back with that extra five pounds hanging on. So now I have 10, (laughs) whatever, no big deal. I work out, I eat, you know, decent, whatever. Uh, And then five years later, here's Sophia. And once again, like, here we go. So four kids, I gain weight, I lose weight. But usually with each kid, I hold on to a little bit. So after four kids, what what do you call that? That's a 20-pound weight gain. And while I've never considered myself overweight or unhealthy, I knew that that wasn't where I wanted to be. Hmm. And then after I had JW, I started experiencing other health issues, which were frustrating to me because, I mean, I was, I'm at the gym four to five days a week working out I'm running I'm eating decent like I don't understand why why is my blood pressure not coming back down after having JJ and I even went to the doctor like I you know I don't normally just go to the doctor and be like I don't feel good but I literally went to the doctor and said like I don't feel good I feel like I'm sluggish all the time and you know they're kind of you do blood work and all that everything looks pretty good uh you just have four kids you're just tired because you have four kids like okay well fine whatever that did, it and is what it is, and so that's just, I just this, kept moving on. In, is this very different from what your first, pre- like having your first baby was like, having your fourth baby? Like, is that why 
Like was That's it? what I decided. Like yeah. it was because I'm almost forty and now I have four, so yeah. this this just is what it is and I need to learn to accept it and, and just be me and be happy. And I would put you uh, and now Alicia and several other moms in very like an elite category of moms, right? With four <laughs> kids. Like, you know, that's, I mean, any mom obviously is, is a champion, right? Like, yeah. the, but that's all, I mean, not just the management of the, the kids, it's the, what your body goes through, the physical, uh, chemical, you know, hormonal changes that occur. Mm-hmm. is is a big undertaking so you're saying that after four like this was just it kind of almost it, it affected you in a different way than it, yeah. it had before it and, did. And, and so after that kind of what was your your prescription your well protocol? so the first year after i have jdb i don't really the first year after having a baby i never worried about anything like i nursed them i took care of them and my body was just going to do what it was going to do that first year i wasn't going to stress about it and then the next year, I was like, okay, maybe I need to start, you know, tuning in and trying to be better. And I did. And then then we come to the third year, and I'm like, okay, maybe something's really wrong with me. Go to the doctor. Why do I feel like this? Everything's fine with you. So then I'm like, is what it is. So then I start thinking, you know, I've, I've got those extra 20 pounds, and everybody's like, you know, you don't need to lose weight. You're fine. You look good. You're healthy. You work out. Like, why are you stressing about it? But I'm like, because I know I don't feel right, and there's nothing physically wrong with me, you know, going to the doctor, whatever. Um, but I just didn't feel good, and I didn't feel like I looked good, and I want to, you know, I want to look good for my husband, and I think that's important uh, to just feel good. That all plays into your emotional well-being and just... So, I was like, okay, talk to George. I'm going to ask him what he thinks about all of this. Because he's kind of like my go-to person, as he should be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so, I was like, you know, maybe I need to, maybe I need to do like a, a drastic sort of diet thing. So, just I can just get these pounds off and be done with it and then move on. And, and he, was, he was really supportive uh, in me working to do that. But... My method that I wanted to do and his method that he thought would be a healthier option were not the same. So he was like, you know, I'm I'm probably not the person that needs to guide you in this. Maybe you need to go talk to Gus. Mm. <laughs> he probably would have sent me to you, but you were yeah. a little preoccupied yeah. at that time. No, great. And great <laughs> wisdom, right, for him to realize that, you yeah. know. So that's awesome. So, uh, you know, finally I was like, for a few weeks, I'm like, oh, you know, I need to talk to Gus, see him in the morning. I need to talk to Gus, don't do anything. And so finally, I was just like, okay, I got to email Gus. So I sent him an email. Hey, are you guys still doing the six-week challenge? Uh, I think I might want to do it. So that's where we started. And so when you and George and you were kind of talking nutrition back and forth, give me a little bit about your plan because obviously – it just helps to kind of know where you're at, what you thought you were supposed to do. And if you don't mind kind of even sharing like what the difference was and what you thought you should do and what he thought you should do. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to do a more, well, let's just say like a drastic reduction in calories short term because I knew that that would work and I knew that that would get me quickly where I wanted to be but it was tax season and I believe his words to me were something along the lines of 
I don't think I'll survive tax season if you cut calories that low and I have to then come home because I don't think you're going to be in a good mood. Yeah. (laughs) And he's probably very right. And had you done that before? I had never really had to do that before because, you know, normally things were just bouncing back as they should. Uh, But again, you've got four kids and and things are just different now. And and Gus and I talked about that at our initial meeting. You know, he's like, what's one of your like biggest weaknesses i think you know most people probably say like oh i like ice cream or this or that and i was like okay well i like wine in the evening and usually when me and the kids walk in the door around 4 35 p.m they're heading straight for the pantry because they're starving and so oh those uh flavor blasted goldfish look really good about that time so i told him like if i can find a way to keep my hands off their little snack foods that would probably be good yeah and what was George's recommendation that was different from the low-calorie diet? That was when he said, go talk to Gus. Okay. Because I, I, you he know, just didn't yeah. agree with that. He did not want me to do that, but he knew I wanted to do something. And so um, I guess you guys had talked about it, or he and yeah. Gus had talked about the so, that program. Okay, so you meet with Gus. Give me a little bit about that first initial talk about the six-week challenge, the first meeting. So he wanted to know, well, first we did the body scan. <laughs> yeah yeah that was fun that was real fun had you had you done something like that in a while or ever i had never done that okay before. so mm-hmm. it was it was data it was information mm-hmm. but a starting it, point yeah good, we did the yeah. was it the, the it in called? body scan the in body scan uh and the you know the measurements the arm yeah. and the waist and all that um and then we talked about reasonings behind it. And I didn't go into a lot of detail with Gus on just like the whole, I'm tired all the time and mm-hmm. I have high blood pressure and all this. I, you know, I just said, I want to feel good and I want to look good. And, oh, we're going to the beach in May. So, you know, there's that. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, we just kind of briefly touched on those things. And then, you know, what my long-term goal was, was to just get a few pounds off, get my body fat under control and, uh maintain it so and then action plan from that meeting what was the action plan for the next six weeks uh so we we had our goals which was lose 10 to 15 pounds overall and i think it was three to five percent body fat so that was our goal for the six weeks and how are we going to do that? And then I had my, my rules that we went over. No alcohol, no snacking with the kids, um, no sweets, which I'm not a big sweet. Like, those were really my two main things, just like mindless snacking and having a glass of wine at the end of the day. So I, I want to I kind of even take something right now for whoever's listening to really understand that setting goals is very good. Like, I, I believe in setting goals, and I think that, you know, saying I want to lose 15 to 20 pounds or 10 to 15 pounds mm-hmm. and I want to lose 3 to 5% body fat. And, you know, you could even argue uh, another goal for somebody in the gym could be I want to put on 30 pounds my, on my back squat or yeah. I want to get handstand push-ups, okay? But what you said after that, I believe, is even more important than setting the goal, which is how are we going to do that? Mm-hmm. And that sometimes when it comes to goal setting is the missing piece, you know? And sometimes people don't know how to do that. Sometimes people, you know, whether you're a business owner and you want to set goals in your business, but then figuring out how you're going to accomplish that. And so I think it's great that you guys, that you're sharing this because for anybody who wants to set a goal, how are you going to do that? And then the third piece was probably 
a, a huge, and you'll probably talk a little bit more about this, was it's the accountability to right, Gus. Right. So you know? he, he gave me the six-week binder where I was going to, I had my goals, I had my action plan, and then I had my grocery list, my my meal plans, like this is what you need with each meal. Uh, talked about protein shakes and what those need to consist of. And then like literally every meal, did you, you know, is this a good meal or a bad meal? So, and then I, and he didn't really tell me to like specifically write down what I was eating, but I did like each, each meal. Great. I journaled it like to the measurement what I was eating. And I think that was just, that was a good thing for me because I think it held me more accountable. And then I knew, okay, when I come back and meet with Gus, like he's going to look at that and he's going to see that I did good. <laughs> so. No, and I, okay, so in, I love that. Like I think that is awesome. It doesn't have to be something you do forever, but anytime you're going to dial it in, which you obviously were committed to this program, so you were planning on that, like really measuring and looking at things is no different than if you're trying to budget and you want to see where every dollar yeah. goes. So give me, like, how did you do that? Like, it's not, obviously we know what you did and probably bought a food scale and probably way to measure food. But for the, you know, if anybody hasn't been paying attention, Amy is a mother of four. She's a business owner. She has a lot going on. So if there's anyone that probably says, I've got too much going on that I can't do that, give me the how. How did mm-hmm. you weigh, measure, you know, all of the food that you ate? Well, first off, let me say, when I met with Gus that first time, I did say, Gus, I don't want, I don't want to count calories. I don't want to know about macros and whatever that's all about. Like, I, I just want you to tell me what to eat. So he did say, he's like, look, you, if you can at least measure your protein. So I was, okay, I will agree to measure the protein. Uh, but I didn't want to do a lot of counting and trying to figure out how things were going to go together. So and what's fascinating to me is that you said that, but you ended up doing it. I that. ended up doing and it. And I love that. That to me is huge. Like, again, paying attention to, and again, I'm just listening yeah. to what you're sharing, but trying to pull some very cool things out. You said you didn't want to do it. You did it. You got great results. Yeah. I would probably argue that was a part of the reason you did. But, you know, sometimes we think that we don't want to do something because we're convincing ourselves of why we don't want to do it before we yeah. even do it. Yeah. So... How did you do that? Mother for business owner. So I bought a food skill. I did off Amazon. It was like $9. So, you know, didn't break the bank or anything. And I uh, went grocery shopping. And then? So a typical what happens for me, I, I do grocery shop online now. Thank you, H-E-B Curbside. They are amazing. So as I know what I need, curbside. I just add it into my cart until it's time to go get it. Uh, but I went through his list and okay, these are, these are proteins that I like. These are veggies that I like. And he had a little list of fats and, oh, there's avocado. I love avocado. So I literally would just make a huge couple of pans of roasted veggies, whatever looked good in the grocery store at that time or on my cart. Uh, and so I may have... A huge container of red bell peppers, yellow bell peppers, asparagus, Brussels sprouts, broccoli, onion, like just whatever was colorful, pretty, wasn't, you know, those forbidden carbs or anything like that. No potatoes, anything. No goldfish. No goldfish. <laughs> uh, so I would roast it like, and that doesn't take long at all. Dice it up, 
throw it in the oven, you're good. And then I would pick a few proteins that I like, which ground beef is easy. It's like, I don't have to fire up a grill. We don't have to spend all this time. We just cook it on the stove. Ground beef. I like shrimp. I like salmon, uh, chicken, easy. Put the foil on the pan, stick that in on there, throw it in the oven. So really on a Sunday afternoon or evening, I could commit an hour to meal prepping and I just had you know we have huge containers in the fridge of all of those things so when it's time to to eat if I know I can come home at lunch it's no big deal if I know I need to not come home at lunch just make a container to go but literally measure out my protein measure my veggies in throw a little avocado on it and it's done and now it's the same thing over and over a little variation but I knew that it was just for six weeks so it's not like it was going to be forever I just had to commit for that amount of time so i you you know we started the podcast you said 10 year anniversary coming up you've been coming for a long time you've (laughs) probably done the majority of all the nutrition challenges programs oh yeah the whole 30 yeah all all of them okay And, and so in terms of knowing what to do like i would say that you're probably in in the knowing place, probably even where Gus is <laughs> now. But I, I feel like there's something very important to, to take away from this is what you did for six weeks. And you kind of gave us a little bit of that. Why weren't you doing it a month before the six week challenge? Exactly. Why wasn't <laughs> I doing it when I started feeling bad? I It was literally for me, it was the accountability that professional accountability and you know Gus and I yeah we're we're friends and all but like I literally was like I don't I don't want to go up to the gym and and tell Gus I cheated like I would feel so bad yeah <laughs> and that's just me that's how I work it I could care less if I told George oops I messed up and I ate some goldfish today but I didn't want to tell Gus that don't ask me why <laughs> Well, you're in good company feeling that way cuz that is about how 99.999% of people function right yeah. accountability having structures good right like mm-hmm. you know there was a, a plan it wasn't like you just showed up and then it was like all right um just eat just eat clean no like there was an actual structure to the program and then tell me a little bit about follow-ups because i know that you would come back in you mentioned like you didn't want to come back in and tell them you know that you didn't <laughs> follow the rules but tell me about those follow-ups uh how often did you come in and what were those meetings we met every two weeks and did the scan again to see you know the progress or not if i wasn't making any um i laughed because the first meeting we had was good and no cheats or whatever and so then i said just kind of fyi i'm running this half marathon in brenham uh so like i might you know there's all that ice cream afterwards, you know, it's bluebells. And he's like, I understand. I understand. So whatever. So we go back, I go back in for the meeting that Monday after the half marathon. And he's like, so tell me, how was it? What did you have? Okay. And so I was like, man, Gus, I'm bit, I've been feeling a little bit guilty. Cause I did like, I did cheat after the half marathon. And he's like, what was it? And I said, we went out to eat uh, to Casa do Brazil, and I had extra veggies with my dinner that night. Uh, <laughs> it's like, what? And I was like, yes, I did. I had more veggies than I was supposed to have. It's like, but I was really hungry. I just want to <laughs> hug you. That is awesome. You know, if we could only all think like that, 
it would be a lot yeah. healthier. Yeah, it, it was. I was. Yeah, I literally felt like I was cheating though. Like on the salad bar, looking for all the veggies that didn't have anything added on them and throwing them on my plate. And even George was like, "That's a lot of veggies." And I was like, "Yes." And, and you it know, is. okay. So I feel like there's something to pull away from this. So like when you're living unhealthy. You know, and 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 I don't want to say you were living unhealthy before this because I believe that you guys you guys live healthy. Like you work out, you make good choices. All that I believe you wanted to do is you knew that you weren't kind of going uh, as committed as you could. Yeah. You know, it, it's it's when I talk about nutrition, a lot of times I'll talk about commitment percentages. So I'll tell people, look, perfection is a hundred percent. Nobody wants to live there forever, and if you try to, you won't, and you'll fail, right? right. And, but um, we also don't want to live at like 40, 50% because then we, you know, we're, we're probably not as healthy as we could be. Anytime somebody, you know, you're well above 50%, and I don't know where you were at before, but all you did was you dialed it up, you know, and you knew because you've dialed it up before that you could be doing better yeah. than you were. But the difference in the mindset of someone who's living in that unhealthy world, right? Who is, you know, in my book that I talk about the wall, right? So there's this giant wall that's as tall and as wide as you can imagine. And it's like the healthy fit people are on one side of the wall and then the unhealthy and overweight people are on the other side of the wall. And like I was in that overweight, unhealthy side for 18 years of my life. And I remember when I started working out and then I basically like changed a few little things. Doing that for about three years, all of a sudden I found myself in this other side. It wasn't like I ever, you know, jumped over in one day. It was, no, it was a journey. It was a mm-hmm. process. But the mindset, you know, of the person in the unhealthy side comparatively to the healthy side is what you just said. The healthy side, you actually feel guilty for overeating vegetables <laughs> like that's and again I don't I don't if there's anything I want anybody to take away is simply the the difference in how we think when we are healthy as opposed to how we think when we're unhealthy and ultimately those thoughts dictate the decisions that we make and what we put in our mouths and mm-hmm. whether there's you know it's you know it's in the unhealthy side and you name it like I was drinking six cokes a day for you know my whole high school career, you know, I drink six Cokes a day. And so, but there was no guilt. There was no feelings of bad there. And then all of a sudden I start taking those out of my life. And what you're describing is, you know, you are in a healthy mindset. And if we can learn anything from that is how do we get there? How do we get into a healthy mindset? So how did you finish the challenge and where are you now? Cause I know y'all just did your final weighing mm-hmm. measurements so when was that what were the results did you accomplish your goals and kind of what now yeah where where do i go from here yes <clears throat> so we met last i think last thursday was my uh final meeting with gus and uh i was like super excited with how well it was going and i tried not to get on the scale at home because i was like i don't want to I don't want to mess with my head. Like, I'm just going to trust Gus and go with this. Uh, So we we did the final scan. And I overall lost um, 17 pounds. Whoa. Yeah. So met that goal, 10 to 15 pounds. Um, And it was, I lost 7.6% 
body fat. And so on the little skin, which you did earlier on Facebook Live, yeah. you kind of show what that looked like. Yeah. It shows like muscle versus fat. So my muscle line literally changed by like 0.02. Like muscle didn't change at all. It was which all is a fat. good thing. Yes. You're just giving the, the listener that doesn't know anything we're talking about. So the, de- the in-body scan actually does not just a weigh-in because it weighs you, but then it breaks apart your percent body fat, which tells you what amount of weight on your body is fat and what amount of weight on your body is skeletal muscle mass. Mm -hmm. And so what you're saying is that from weigh-in number one to weigh-in number two, you lost 17 pounds and 7.6% body fat and your skeletal muscle mass changed by 0.2, which means that nearly probably 100% is safe to say, but 99.9% of the weight you lost was fat. Yes. Straight yes. fat. Which and is I, exactly what I wanted. Oh, and Amy, <laughs> I mean, that brings so much joy to my <laughs> life right now because I'm not kidding you. Like, what that tells you is you figured it out. Like, the question that billions, you know, what do we have? <laughs> 6.2 billion people on this planet. And I promise you, probably 90 plus percentage of them are trying to lose weight right now. You've solved the riddle. You have the answer. In six weeks, you learned how to do that. The knowledge that you've gained, whether you want to do it again or keep doing it, doesn't matter whether whether you roller coaster or not. No, you won't. But you know all that to yeah. say, you solved the riddle. You lost seventeen pounds straight fat. There's that's that's doing it the right way. And you know I I love that because the way you wanted to start out doing it would not have yielded those results. No, I I would have. No, I would have definitely lost yeah. muscle that way. Okay, so that's great. What now? What you know? You said you got finished about a week ago. What's what's your current week look like since then? So I uh, took the weekend off, mm-hmm. well and by off saying like I just wasn't gonna worry about it. So you ate, you ate more vegetables. Yeah, we went out of town <laughs> for the weekend uh, to watch a friend complete the Iron Man in the woodlands yeah. and so we you know congratulations did... Garrett yes good Great job job <laughs> or Garrison, Garrison I'm sorry yeah Garrett Garrison uh yeah and so you know just enjoy the weekend and cheer for him and not worry about it and so they came back on Monday um so I'm gonna continue on my sort of strict until we leave for Mexico in two weeks uh and then when we come back Gus and I talked about okay what does what does eating look like after this because obviously I mean you can't just continue to lose weight and body fat forever. That's not normal either. Um, so we talked about what, what a day of eating will look like, you know, cause you know, when, when are carbs coming in, when are we doing all of this stuff? So I'll do that after we finish these next three weeks. And George wanted to, to jump in for these few weeks before we go off on our <laughs> vacation. So he's eating with me now and he loves it. Oh, that's great. Note the sarcasm. Uh, oh. but yeah, so he's, uh, We're proud he's of joining you, in and doing a little bit, a little bit of that healthy eating and yeah. having his so, veggies. You know, so I love that, you know, you're, you're revisiting with Gus and just kind of, you know, saying, Hey, what's the game plan from here? You know, and that goes back to, you know, doing what's wise, which a lot of times, and I hope we, people take away that what's wise is seeking counsel, right? Like getting guidance and getting guidance from the right people. Like you said, mentioned earlier, professionals, you know, mm-hmm. people who, you know, it's like George, you know, we'll give him a huge plug right now. He's our CPA. He's been taking care of my financial needs for the business, my personal for 
over 10 years. And I can, you know, anytime I have a question, anytime, you know, I'm structuring anything with finances, I'm going straight to him. And so it's, I'm not going to talk to somebody who doesn't know how to do that. I'm, I'm going to seek somebody I trust, a professional mm-hmm. to give me wisdom. And this is no different. And so sometimes, you know, when, if, you know, I always try to do that on my own, it would not be good. It'd probably be the equivalent of like low calorie dieting <laughs> for your b- business, you know, financially speaking. So um, I think that's a big takeaway that you still want to revisit that conversation with Gus and just kind of say, hey, what do you think from here? Because most of the time an, an outsider can look at our circumstances a lot better than we can because they're not emotionally attached to our circumstances. Mm-hmm. And so we are emotionally attached to our weight, to how we look, to the scale that measures our weight. And so they can look at it as data. You know, Gus can look at your numbers when they first came in at that first meeting and just look at it like data and he can say look this is what i want you to do this is how you do it he's not emotionally attached to you wanting goldfish he's not emotionally (laughs) attached to you having obstacles you are and so he can coach you better than you can coach yourself Mm -hmm. um okay so do you you have a trip in a couple weeks Mm -hmm. um how are you going to vacation are you going to do kind of what you did after the challenge and, you know, not care? But I think sometimes people wonder, like, how do you how do you do vacation when you're trying to eat healthy? Yeah, no, we're just going to enjoy ourselves. And by enjoy, I don't mean go in and, like, hit the buffet and overindulge, yeah. but just not worry about it and eat what I want to eat and drink what I want to drink and then come home and be healthy like I know how to do. Like you said, like, I, I know how to do it. I just needed somebody to tell me to do it. Last question. There's somebody listening who's probably very much where you were, you know, this last two months before you started the challenge. And when I say that is they are, you know, they know what to do. They know exactly what to do. And but they're they're also feeling the way you felt a couple months ago and probably considering some dieting that isn't healthy and they're probably a little frustrated with you know they're working out they're con- consistent you know you've been working out forever you know they're they're in the gym every day but they're just not where they want to be what is your words of advice right that you would give that person if you were sitting across from them right now i think you need to reach out and ask for help from someone outside of just yourself and for me that was you know reaching out to you guys reaching out to gus because Every, every person's obstacles are different, their, their bodies are different, what they want to accomplish is different, and so just kind of finding some accountability in the process. Thank you for tuning in today. Don't forget to subscribe to the Building Better People podcast where you will hear more stories of individuals being positively impacted by living a healthy lifestyle.